Alright guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, we're up to 78, episode 78, and I'm here with AFL Women's Gun, AFL Women's Footballer Gun, Katie Brennan. So Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Welcome to the gym. Yeah, welcome to the, I just come down to check out KB Performance, which we'll, um, we'll, we'll chat about later in the show, but we've been trying to tee up this episode for a little while, so I'm glad we, glad we got it done. Um, you're a listener of the podcast, I believe. I am, yeah. It's, um, it's very inspiring. I like to listen to it in my car and when I'm traveling um, to training and, yeah, to different parts. So Awesome. Well done. You've Thank done you. A great job. Thank you. So today, guys, we are going to keep this discussion relatively broad. Um, obviously, want to chat about women's football, a little bit just about the gym here. Um, also, we're going to touch on nutrition, some training outside of football um, and leading into the season. So uh, I think we'll start the show. Do you want to just have a quick chat about basically what you do for those that don't know who you are and, and also a bit about your football career so far? Yeah, so I guess um, I started footy when I was around maybe four or five years old. So I started in Auskick and uh, was always a big follower of my older brother, Paul, um, and did everything that he did. And he got to, um, from there, play in the under eights. And I sort of moved through from the boys to the youth girls and then into the open women's when I was about 15 or so. Um, I think as a a female in a uh, male-dominated sport, it was pretty tough sort of growing up and and knowing that um you know as one of the the better players in the sorry in that little boys league that you sort of had to to stop your footy career um and there wasn't heaps of opportunity at the time but luckily there was a youth girls league um, to go into from there and then i decided to move down to victoria so i guess here being the home of footy um, and the home of women's footy as well it's a really strong state in terms of um, the talent here and, and I guess the progress of um, the development pathways. So I wanted to, to play at Darabin. So Darabin is um, our VFL club at the moment. VFL, yeah. And then we go and play um, AFL in summer. Um, and you I guys guess, won, the, won the flag this year, I believe. Yeah, we did. We had a, a cracking year, which was, was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to surround myself with you know, you're the, the sum of the, the people you surround yourself with. So yeah. we had some really um, decent talent um, in Daisy Pierce, Darcy Vessio. There's lots of, I guess, AFL women's girls yeah. that are soon becoming household names um, yeah. that play for Darabin and just the culture there um, is very successful and mm. a great one to be part of. So I guess, yeah, that's my, my football journey. Um, I got drafted to well i started playing for western bulldogs during the exhibition games and then um, was picked up as a marquee player so uh, it just sort of meant there was two marquee players around for each of the eight teams around uh, australia so i was very lucky that i didn't have to go through the the whole draft experience yeah okay yeah cool um yeah great year for for the um afl women's in general and um was very lucky to to captain the Bulldogs as well. So yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, it was. A, it's been a, a great journey so yeah. far, and just nice that we've got a platform to play on. Yeah. So what year was the first um, exhibition game? Because was there a couple before the AFL Women started? Yeah. So that would have been two thousand and thirteen, I believe, and there was just a couple across um, the one year in two thousand and thirteen. I think. 2014 we might have had two and then 2015 the same okay um and then yeah from there was sort of yep. the, the progression into afl women's what was the uh what was the emotions when you found out there was going to be an afl women's league and 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 also what was the emotions but also 
did you expect it to be kind of as big as it ended up being in its first season? Yeah, I guess um, the emotions were, it was just out of this world. Like it was a dream come true. It sounds so cliche, but it really was. Like we've played those exhibition games before and, um, you know, they meant a lot that you could play in AFL Colours and the one Eddie had and the MCG. But I think the fact that we were able to do a whole pre-season together and we're actually playing for premiership points Mm. and um, all of the teams fell under, you know, successful AFL clubs as well which which have the backing they have the supporters the membership base um, and the facilities that we could all um, be a part of so yeah it was it was incredible and um, I think definitely the first season season was beyond the expectation of a lot of us I think growing up in the the women's football world where you know the talents there and um, the interest is there within sort of that community but to take that to the broader AFL community yeah. and, and beyond that um, and sort of the media response as well it was yeah it was pretty insane it was, yeah. yeah you know or was it the first game or one of the first games down in Carlton was a sellout yeah yeah it was, it was pretty a, insane it was incredible scenes yeah. it was a lockout um, there was people jumping the fences to try and get a look yeah. in um, it was people it's got to be a pretty swarming, unreal feeling, yeah. yeah, swarming all on like Princess, um, Princess Park. So yeah, it was an amazing season, and um, really hope sort of year two um, goes beyond what year one was all about. Too. Yeah, yeah. So going into season number one or the first season, obviously there would have been a lot of girls that um, hadn't played in front of massive crowds, or even probably play or put in that much time with their training for football. What was the preseason kind of like in terms of physically? before you started because it was a short pre-season as well yeah it's fairly short I guess the way that our year runs at the moment is we play VFL um, we have about three weeks off legs and then straight yeah. back into training um, so we're sort of in that period at the moment but we have pretty much eight official pre-season weeks with the club and obviously there's a lot to pack in during that time so that pre-season was the hardest pre-season that I've yeah. ever um, encountered and I think that's probably the same across the board that you just raise to a whole new level in terms of your on-leg conditioning, um, your strength work, um, and I guess even the football craft where you, you have to yeah put a lot more energy into it. So um, I think on top of that, we had never trained for, for that many hours in a row. So um, yeah. we would get to the club around 4 p.m. and not walk out of there until about 10. And okay. um, So it was pretty, pretty full on, but yeah. at the same time, I think... Um, with the product of, of what it was, we, we all reap the re- rewards of that tough pre-season and um, it was a, a pretty good show on in AFL Women's. Yep, and how many total games was there in, in the first season, was it? So there was eight. Eight? Yeah, or seven all up and a final. Yeah, okay. seven all up and a final. Yep. Yeah, and how did you find um, the pace of the game in the AFL Women's compared to the VFL? Did you find it was a big difference? Yeah, there was a massive step up and... Um, there's I guess in AFL women's we play 16 aside whereas VFL um, is 18 aside and we're on bigger grounds as well so um, I think you know you the endurance side of thing was was a massive um, step up but also um, just the intensity at the footy the girls were bigger they were stronger um, and I think you had to play every game like it was the final. So yeah. um, if you lost games, you would slip um, down the ladder and it was the final yeah. two that got into the grand final. It's just the way that the final system works. So yeah, heaps of intensity out there and um, just found that it was a yeah, massive step up. Yeah, and we were actually talking about that before. So for anyone watching or listening that's got a good idea of kind of energy systems and 
and the type of training that goes into a normal game of football, having four less players on the field makes a big difference to your aerobic capacity. Uh, well, the amount you have to use your aerobic capacity compared to VFL as well. Um, so, you know, this year round, as I said, we were just discussing this before, um, Katie's going to put a massive emphasis on trying to increase her endurance, um, but the endurance of high-intensity efforts. Yeah. So, um, whereas before... Or, or even with the the VFL, I'm assuming like it was probably more so based around high intensity efforts and not having to have that endurance as high as what you found it yeah. in the AFL. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it it varies on um, you know which position you are around the yeah. field. But as a centre half forward, you've got to be able to present and present again and, and mm. repeat all those efforts. But then have that endurance base to to keep going and also to make decisions under under pressure and under fatigue. Under fatigue, yeah, it's a big one. So growing up, who did you follow in the AFL? I was a Brisbane Lions supporter, yeah. so um, coming from Brisbane, um, and they were really, you know, hot in the two thousands, winning their premierships, yeah. and three on the trot. So um, yeah, I, I guess the idol was Jonathan Brown, you know, yeah. centre half forward, and um, yeah, it was just a, a great role model to look up to. But I guess that's the, the beauty of AFL Women's now is that we we have female role models to, to yeah, look up to, exactly and especially right. for all these young girls coming through. Yeah, and have you seen, or, or do you feel like there's been a good response for the junior? female footballers now knowing that they've got something to work towards and like I don't know if there's there's many stats or you know of any stats but have the numbers increased in junior yeah, they've absolutely gone through the roof. Yeah. And, and like you said, I, I'm not quite sure of the stats, but in terms of, um, you know, the juniors from like Auskick all the way through to 14s, I guess you would classify them as juniors, that yeah. has gone up. And you just hear about, um, you know, clubs all around Victoria, but all around the country as well, bringing in youth girls and, yeah. um, and you know, junior girls as well. And also more of the girls are playing with the boys too, which mm. um, I think I was one of the only girls at, at my club growing Growing up doing that and yeah. um, but then on top of that there's I think there was 70 VAFA teams come into um, just the Victorian League alone this year which is yeah, just right. incredible so um, yeah there's going to be you know a whole lot more participation which just breeds talent yeah. at the top as well um, and then more opportunities with some more AFL teams coming in um, in 2019 and 2022. Okay well, do you, what teams are they? So we've got Geelong and North Melbourne coming in um, not next year the year after, year after yeah. and then um, Gold Coast Suns, West Coast, um, St Kilda and Richmond coming in into yeah, 2020 right. so heaps more opportunities for awesome. girls at the top awesome um, and so before so when you were a junior athlete were you playing other sports as well as football yeah I guess um, there was always the, the sports going through high school and, and primary yeah. school so um, I was a big runner so cross country athletics mm-hmm. um, did a lot of swimming as well in terms of ball sports I was probably a little bit of netball played tennis and a bit of soccer and touch footy yeah um, and that was the same through through high school as well um, but footy was always the constant so it was like it was the sport that I played every year um, yeah I never missed a footy season for netball it was yeah it was just kind of those sports that I played what was the uh, what was the main attraction to football like what what did you kind of enjoy about that more than you you know say found netball enjoyable or, yeah. or any of the other sports yeah it's a good question um i think i don't know i think that the skill level that you need to play footy like um i'm big on on kicking and and um that sort of skill acquisition that you you need to be able to control the footy and land it into someone's chest so um i you know found a lot of joy out of the challenge of footy and yeah. also that it was quite um physical as well yeah um 
I think those other sports, netball, basketball, soccer, they're all physical in their own right, but um, the ability to be able to tackle someone or take on a tackle yeah. is, is a whole um, different sort of story. So, yeah, I think on top of that, footy was a football was in my hand since I was a really yeah. young girl. It was sort of in the blood for me and my dad played. So, um, yeah, I just have always loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to touch on some nutrition now. So, uh, again, we were talking about this before, but most of my listeners and viewers know how important nutrition is and, um, and, and how I'm a big advocate of kind of flexible dieting and also just knowing roughly what your numbers are in terms of energy in and energy out. What importance do you put on, on nutrition, whether it's in the off-season for, for training, whether it's body composition? Obviously, you need to have skin folds relatively low. Um, and then on game day as well. Yeah, I guess um, probably similar to, to your listeners or, or anyone that plays a competitive sport that um, you need to make sure that you're putting the right fuels into your body in order to, to get you know your performance right. So um, I'm a big believer on um, really... I guess healthy foods I, I like to eat organic foods as well yep. and try and get um, as many nutrients um, within my body as I can just to, to make sure that again I'm performing well but also recovering because you, you have to make sure that you can back up um, day after day um, but in in terms of the flexibility of it all um, I've now found that I like to listen to my body as yeah. well and um, I got into a bit of a, a stage where I was really really strict on what I was eating and I, yeah. I didn't see results because it yeah. wasn't actually what my body needed at needed, the time yeah. so um, I was a bit of a carbophobe as well and, yeah. and, and sort of went off carbs for a little bit but after some some advice yeah. <laughs> um, it's been an, a massive change yeah. um, just following that program that um, that you set out for me and um, sort of being flexible within that but also following sort of the guidelines in yeah. terms of the numbers yeah and we spoke about before in terms of eating for performance mm. and I think this also obviously eating for fat loss or muscle gain you need to be wary of your calories in terms of being a deficit or a surplus but even if you're not an athlete um, putting a big emphasis on on your nutrition based around performance will then lead to results. Whereas uh, you mentioned before, like there was, uh, I think you said a season or two ago where you were eating probably more so being mindful of your skin folds mm. um, instead of performance. And as soon as you make that mental switch, all of a sudden everything kind of clicks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And um, I think, you know, instead of eating to be the, the skinniest or the, you know, have the, the least skin folds out there, I'm actually eating to, to be the best that I can be out there mm. and, and to be the best footballer. And, um, I think if you do play a team sport that you um, you need to make sure, or a sport in general, or if you're a, a bodybuilder or whatever, you just need to make sure that you are putting, um, you know, the right fuels in in order to get that, that result at the end. Yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, it's all well and good to look good or have low skin folds, but if you feel like shit and mm. you perform horribly, yeah. what's the point? Exactly, so, yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of better ways. Uh, now, KB Performance, which is where we are right now. Yeah. Um, I can't really show you guys. Maybe I'll show you on the Facebook Live <laughs> at the end. Um, when did you open it up? And, and also, how long have you kind of been in the strength and conditioning field for? Yeah, so I guess um, along with footy, having a gym like this was um, a bit of a dream of mine yeah. since I was a young girl. And um, 
as a, a female growing up in, again, the male-dominated sport and not having many role models across the board, um, I really craved something like this. Um, I wanted somewhere where I could come and train and where I could feel comfortable to train. I think being a female, um, you know, within a gym setting can can often be a little bit intimidating for, for some. For so sure. yeah. as a young girl, I feel like I experienced that a little bit and um, I wanted to create a really supportive um, environment where young girls can can come and train um and i think naturally with um where women's football is going we have a bit of a, an edge um on i guess getting more of the the women's aspiring women's footballers in here and i think yep. we we kind of just attract them in a way so um we ran some general pop classes um and we we say that these are everyday athletes so we try and train them um you know like athletes to make sure that they have goals they have benchmarks and that they're always improving um, and also we have our AFA Women's Academy as well, which uh, runs four nights or three nights a week and a, and a Sunday as well, where um, we touch on, we say we have three pillars in here, which is um, the mental side, so the imagery, the meditation, um, mm-hmm. and just making sure that, um, you know, they're doing their, um, their gratitude, all that sort of stuff, so making sure that the mind is sound. In a good space, yeah. Yeah, um, we've got the, the skill work or the craft, which is the, the football stuff that... Um, we've got quite a big space, which is which is yeah, really cool. So we yeah. do a lot of touch work, um, a lot of perfect practice, which um, again we try and get you know the ten thousand hours in, so these girls mm-hmm. are proficient with their skills. Um, and then we do the strength and conditioning side of things, where again I think it's a really important thing for young women to be able to feel confident in the gym, but also know that they can lift as well. Yeah. So um, we teach them um, the basics, but also go through a bit of a um, a structure where it's you know activation. Um, might be a little bit of core work at the start or any corrective that they might need or mobility, um, some strength work, um, some, uh, sorry, power work before that, then strength work, um, some accessory lifts as well, and then any extra top-up conditioning or, or core work they need yeah. on top of that. And that applies not for only athletes, but um, obviously any young young person that's getting into the gym is really important to learn proper form nice and early the earlier you can learn not just form with your weights but your activation your recovery mm. um and you touched on meditation that's something that i've been massive on this mm. year like i've i've made it a goal to do it every single day is that something you do daily as well yeah definitely daily um i do it before bed at the moment and then okay. i sometimes do some in the afternoon as well just cool. depending on time and and um i guess how i'm feeling too so yeah. that's sort of the intuitive one if i really need it if i'm stressed and coming from meetings and coming back to the gym before i have my girls in here um i'll do a meditation in the yeah. afternoon but we get them to do it every session and it sort of um helps you know we train our bodies so hard and yeah. we, we often neglect the mind so so important to um to sort of you know put really good habits into these young girls that hopefully will end up in football clubs one day or else just we want them to be the best they can be yeah definitely um we want to yeah make sure that they are training the mind and and also training their body yeah i find if i do my meditation before bed i just fall asleep yeah and so i I've think you've got to find in the morning. what yeah. works for you exactly yeah. so i often use it for that reason as well like i i'll do just to um, wind down yeah, yeah and especially after like a like 
a late training or even yeah. a game where you're playing in front of 10,000 people yeah. there's lights there's cameras there's everything I often can't sleep after that yeah. so a night meditation just sort of suits me and I'm able to just go off to sleep nicely after that yeah cool so what date does or when does your pre-season start officially with um, the Bulldogs this year so we um, have had our little off legs period so we've been about three weeks um, off yep. legs a bit of downtime which has been nice um, and then we're sort of we're welcomed into the club now so we'll have about five weeks where we can go in and do some running do your own thing we've got a, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a program um, and I guess because our pre-season is so short I'm keen to get straight into it yeah. um, but we officially start on the 20th of November and um, that'll be about an eight week pre-season before into round one yep and it's eight games again It'll be eight games, but it'll be a longer final series. So it'll be top okay. four in the final. So, yeah, yeah awesome. fingers crossed the, the Bulldogs can get there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what was what was your kind of experience of playing in front of those big crowds? Like, Do you find that you you get quite nervous before or, or you just kind of enjoy it? And... Yeah, I think you, you have a fair bit of nervous energy when you're going yeah. out there. But um, it was the first time that, you know, we'd played in front of such a, a big crowd, but... Um, I just felt so much excitement for it. I felt um, so much pride and um, and I just absolutely soaked up the occasion. Like I think yeah. it's really important once you're, you're walking through the race and you're about to run through the banner um, that you get out there and even when you're doing your warm-up just to sort of take it all in. So when yeah. the, the siren goes and the ball's thrown up that you can just focus and, and get straight into the game. And I think um, maybe that's one of the things that I've really worked on is just being able to be in the moment when in you're the out moment, there yeah. and, and get into that flow, which meditation really helps Meditation you. does help, yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so this is a question I only just thought of before. <laughs> Who would you kind of liken yourself to the most um, out of the, the guys, AFL players? Yeah. Like, do you, do you kind of um, see yourself playing like someone else or...? I guess um, I, I probably have modelled my, my game off this person a little bit but I wouldn't say I feel like I'm a bit of a dickhead saying that I'm, yeah. I'm very much like this person but I would I'd hope to play a little bit like Nick Rewalt and yep. his work rate um, his ability to, to just will himself to the contest and, and keep providing um, options so I guess that is a, a bit of an inspiration for me and if I can be anything like him that would be um, amazing for me but um, again I think it's really important and in terms of whether it's football role models or role models in life or mentors, that you have to sort of take bits and pieces from everyone. So, yeah. um, you know, I love Dusty's Fend. I love um, Dyson's ability to, to use the footy. I love yeah. Dangerfield's um, ability to, to burst from the pack and, and I'd love to be able to kick goals like Buddy. So yeah. um, I don't want to be just one player. I want to have the, the attributes of all of them and be a really complete footballer. So I guess that's the, the goal going forward to try and tick a lot of boxes and, and keep um, progressing my footy and not just be a, a centre-half forward. I, I would love to be able to um, run more through the midfield and yep. um, but also kick goals as well. Yeah, awesome. All right, last couple of questions. Uh, where do you kind of see the AFL Women's League going? Do you, do you see it continuing to grow um, over, over the next few years and beyond? Yeah, I do. Um, I think, yeah, if you, if you watched year one or if you heard about it, it was a, a huge success. Um, and I think it's going to take a little bit of time with the teams coming in, which obviously spreads a bit of talent. But at the same time, with more opportunities coming in, it means more girls want to yeah. improve and get better. 
and also more girls will be in elite environments in order to to improve and, and get up to the standard really quickly so um, I think it will keep growing um, the AFL sort of has this this vision that there will be 18 teams across yeah. the, the whole country and and hopefully we might be curtain raises one day to the boys mm-hmm. um, but at the same time it's it's pretty enjoyable playing in the summer and, and not the winter oh, so yeah, I, I much I think prefer you guys, that <laughs> you've got, definitely got the, the better end of the deal yeah, I reckon 100%, 100%. yeah um, so I think yeah it'll continue to grow and um, yeah it's really exciting great all right last question um, obviously now there's there's going to be more opportunities for girls that are wanting to take their footy to the next level like yeah. junior athletes what advice would you give to um, you know a young girl who who decided who kind of has made the decision that she wants to eventually play AFL women's Football. Yeah, I guess um, I get this question a little bit and I actually really, I really love this question because I think no matter how much talent you have or don't have, it's all about the work that you put in and yeah. how much you want it. So you have more. to sort of reevaluate what you really want in life. Like I'll, I'll get girls coming in here saying I want to play AFL, but their schedule doesn't look like they want to play AFL yeah. in terms of they've got so much more going on. So mm-hmm. um, I'm big on having three key things in your life that you're you know you're aiming towards and and one major one so we had a a young girl walk in here who just got drafted yesterday so she went to she went um, pick 14 to Melbourne and she'd missed out on um, Vic Metro which is the representative team two years in a row Um, and she came to me and she said I want to get drafted Um, what do I need to do what goals do we need to set and I said well your timetable right now looks like you're playing basketball soccer all these other sports and you're not putting a whole heap of time into getting drafted so you could be the master of all sports or you could really specialize in in getting drafted and and moving through the AFL and actually Mm -hmm. succeeding there so we sort of um, changed some things around set some really high goals so that's I guess um, tip number one to to make sure that you you are dreaming really big and that you're setting a massive benchmark for yourself no matter if you fall a little bit short you're still going to be better off for it um and then yeah that tip number two is just to to really push hard at what you want work really hard put the hours in put the time in and hard work never lies you're always rewarded for it yeah hard work always pays off yeah yeah so i think that would be um yeah my i guess my advice to any young girls that want to play Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for, for coming on the show today. I'm sure the listeners and the viewers have thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Hopefully we'll, we'll do another one next year after you've taken out the flag and, yeah. Fingers crossed. and had, a, had a good season. <laughs> um, but guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, please do uh, go back through and have a listen to some of the past episodes and I uh, look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode.